This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Today, we're talking all about cereal. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember when the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. So I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. As we uh, rapidly approach the time of year where uh, North American countries celebrate (laughs) Thanksgiving and Columbus Day, Uh, it is maybe worth considering the origins of those holidays and the uh, horrible truth behind them. I would encourage you to go do some digging if you haven't already, but long story short, it's not really great to celebrate colonization. It's not really great to celebrate colonialism, and that is what those holidays are about. So don't celebrate, you know, bullshit genocide holidays. That's all. Don't do it. Anyway, this week I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is that I got a part-time job working at my local butcher, uh, and that's going really, really well so far. I've had two and a half shifts, and I'm starting to feel like I'm getting the hang of things. I'm finding a good rhythm there. It's very cool work, and uh, I am excited to be learning about butchering in the process. Um, It's a lot of customer service right now, but I have gotten the opportunity to like cut up chicken and stuff, and it's, you know, a good time. There's a lot of raw meat. I'm having to get over some some sense issues that I'm having around it, but I am mostly enjoying myself. Uh, the bad news is that I got this job super suddenly <laughs> on a week when I also had three major assignments due for school and a podcast day episode that I needed to put out on Thursday. So uh, I didn't have a chance to record a new episode for today uh, as a result of all of that, but have no fear because I have decided I'm going to re-edit an episode that we originally released in September of 2020 under the Up for Discussion brand. I'm going to tighten it up a little bit and add in some new notes, new intro, outro, you know, the the whole nine yards. Kind of like how sometimes you might take like a leftover lasagna and like maybe put a little more cheese on it and slap it in the microwave to, you know, breathe new life into it. I am breathing new life into this episode about cereal uh, that we recorded 
a little over a year ago. Uh, and I will be back with another brand new episode next week. But yeah, enjoy this conversation that I had last year with my buddy Giovanni Colantonio, the show's food crimes correspondent. Uh, it was really fun at the time, and I think you are going to enjoy it just as much now. <laughs> um, so yeah, without further ado, here is Serial Reheated, a thing that sounds disgusting if taken literally, but in this context will hopefully be a delightful hour of content for you. From grits to grape nuts, from porridge to puffed rice, people have been eating breakfast cereals both warm and cold for hundreds of years. The Muscogee Nation in what's now the southern United States ground corns like maize and hominy through a stone mill to give it a gritty quality. In the 19th century, German immigrants in the northern states started grinding oats as a cheap vegetarian alternative to pork. Today, breakfast cereals, both the traditional, like oats and grits, and their modern sugary counterparts sell billions of units per year in the United States alone. I couldn't find the numbers about Canada, because people don't care as much about Canada as they do about the United States. I don't make the rules. For this week's episode, we've been asked to answer a really tough question. What was your favorite childhood cereal, and how does it hold up today? Let's get into it. Uh, Giovanni is being called in as my guest expert today, and I use uh, heavy air quotes on this one, because who is really an expert on cereal? Uh, but Giovanni, every summer for the past few years, has run a hottest cereal mascot tournament. Um, <laughs> it is wonderful. Uh, it is one of the things that I had the most fun with on Twitter this summer, which is ridiculous because of what it is. Hey, Giovanni, how you doing? I'm I'm so good, and I'm I'm grateful to be here talking about one of my favorite things in the world, which is of course uh, cereal. Yeah, well, that's why you have that cereal podcast, right? Oh, yeah, that's that's me with that classic cereal podcast. <laughs> that's what I'm known for. <laughs> What's that called again? Cereal. Oh, yeah, it's just called cereal, actually. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's world famous. You may have heard of it. It's got to get confusing every once in a while. The SEO is bad. It's, yeah. it's bad to have a podcast named just Serial oh, uh, in so many ways. <laughs> um, so the actual reason you're here, obviously, is to talk about, you know, well, we said it, to talk about Serial. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> uh, what, like, for, so there's a question that one of our patrons asked us about uh, childhood cereals. But before we get into that, I want to ask you what on earth compelled you to run a hottest cereal mascot tournament four years yeah. in a row? <laughs> Yeah, this is the, the we just finished the fourth year of it um, with with Zombie from uh, the new the new like off limits brand cereal, which is like a startup that <laughs> that spent the first week of their cereal launch diving into this, which I respect. It was amazing. That's a, that's a fun way to tank your business immediately. Um, I mean, they got I, mean, I think they got some sales off it, so good for them. Good for their marketing team, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I did not mean to accidentally plug that. I, I, it just works. <laughs> it just <laughs> The marketing ploy works. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually looked it up um, because I had kind of forgotten why I started it. Um, and when I went back to, I think, 2017 um, to just find, like, there must have been a tweet or something that that kicked this off, um, what I found was that the entire tournament began because I tweeted, just, quote, like, who's the hottest cereal mascot? And then in parentheses, it's Tony the Tiger. Oh. Um, and what happened was a bunch of people responded to me with, like, a lot of joke answers. You know, it was like, here's this, like, horrible ice cream man. Or here's, like, uh, the couple on the front of, like, the good one of the good friend cereal boxes. Um, or somebody tweeted a Cheerio. Um, <laughs> and so to punish people for their answers, 
this was my thinking at the time. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, no one's taking this tweet seriously. To punish everybody, I'm going to take all these bad answers and I'm going to put them in a bracket of eight and make people vote on it. Um, and that's and that's where it came from. And I just like threw in anybody anybody who was mentioned, you know. So it was like. I didn't even think Tony the Tiger was in it. it. It was like Captain Crunch was like the biggest name in it. Um, and then the winner that year was Gorilla Munch, who was like the, like the only person who took it seriously nominated Gorilla Munch. And, and they were and they were the winner. Um, so yeah, it just, it just started as a dumb goof, which is how 90% of my creative projects start. Sure. I mean, that's like, that's kind of how 90% of the best things start. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't know if you mentioned it, but in the, in the intro, but like... We did a podcast, uh, the, the Left Trigger, Right Trigger folks, um, that, that was called Full Metal Bazinga, for, for listeners who don't know. Um, that was a podcast where we cornered ourselves into a bit where we were like, what if we made a podcast where we listened, where we watched every episode of the last season of The Big Bang Theory without having seen any of the show? Um, <laughs> and like that's how that whole goof started. And it's it's one of our favorite projects we've done <laughs> because of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair enough. <laughs> it's just, sometimes you you just can't you can't say no to a bit. That's that's our that's our philosophy on left trigger right trigger. It's a good philosophy. I I, I get it. You know, like you've got to sometimes you've got to double down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this was the first year that I like really. I didn't know about the the mascot yeah. tournament last summer or any of the summers before that. I think we met last winter. But I'm going to play the I had a new baby card. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So last summer I was just like not around uh so when i saw you start tweeting about it this summer i was like holy shit i need to be part of this (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you were a great asset this year i can't remember did you nominate one of the nominees this year uh i don't think that i nominated i nominated someone i don't think that they Mm -hmm. were one of the like final contenders um it was it was a really tough field this year we only do 16 every year just so like there's more (laughs) next year and and this year it was just like the stuff that people were pulling was just like here's this like south korean serial mascot that you there's only one image of on the internet and no information. It's like, how do you even? God, right. people bring people bring their A game. It's tough. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, especially a few years in, it's starting to get kind of a cult following. You know? Yeah. 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 No, that's it. But I I campaigned hard for um, Sugar Pond, uh, who Sugar was my Sugar like, Punk contender of choice. He did. Yeah. He got robbed Sugar hard. Got robbed. I, I yeah. really do think that Zombie, like the Off Limits brand, getting involved in the way that they did, kind of robbed Sugar Pond of his inevitable it, victory. It skewed the vote. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of people after that tournament were talking about corporate interference. To, to my response to which was like, I have more followers than this serial company. Um, I mean, have, so do like, I. But if, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they they just sent it to everyone they knew, and it's easier to get people personally engaged by like, hey, can you just go and send a tweet as opposed to like being like vote on these things that you have no connection to. Oh so. no, absolutely, that's it. I mean, no one no one was in Sugar Pond's corner on a corporate level at all. No, no one was invested. <laughs> Kellogg's didn't come out to bat. <laughs> well, that's what Kellogg's gets, you know. Maybe they need yeah. to support indie podcasters a little bit more. I agree with that, 100%. <laughs> um, okay, so so let's get into the meat of this episode. Um, yeah. As opposed to, you know, before this episode, you were getting into some meat of your own. Uh, yes, I was eating some beef. Uh, it was a great time. <laughs> describe it. How, how was it? Grizzly. It was good. I did, you know, some Worcestershire sauce and, mm-hmm. and just cook that up with some garlic and some, some spices and whoo, whoo, whoo. Love some beef. <laughs> Gotta love some beef. Um, well, uh, today's episode topic obviously is not beef, which is unfortunate. No, it's uh, wheat. 
it's wheat, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of the opposite of beef, if you don't think about it too hard. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of our patrons, Gabe, asked us uh, what our favorite childhood cereal was and if it holds up as an adult. My favorite childhood cereal was Reese Puffs. You know, mm, Reese's yeah. for breakfast, not Reese Puffs, whatever. <laughs> Reese's Puffs, I think that's how they, is that how they say it. Yeah, yeah, you know, the the whole, the whole, you can't eat that for breakfast. I can, it's cereal, oh. Uh, that was my favorite, the the peanut butter chocolate, little balls, crunchy, yeah. delicious. Uh, I can't find those anymore, so I have no idea how they hold up as an adult. I think, I think they I still should... make them, but I my... think they did. I actually, I went to the, I went to the um, grocery store yesterday, mm. and I think I saw them on the shelf. And I had, a, I remember having a thought of like, well, that would be a novel thing to buy. And then I bought Raisin Bran because I'm an old man well, <laughs> now, I guess. I get it. Yeah. yeah no but that's it so i uh i think maybe they don't sell them in canada anymore i have no idea but yeah. i have not been able to find them at any of the three stores i it, looked at so it, it was a really it was a really successful ad campaign as a kid because I, again like the like reese's for breakfast kind of like tagline where it was like incredulous like wait reese's for like it really as a kid taught you to be like you're not supposed to be eating this but we found a trick we found yeah. a trick to make your parents buy you like candy for breakfast like very genius marketing on that and like the cereal it was good cereal it was like, good cereal I, yeah i'm sure it holds up now i mean it's i don't think i don't think a lot of a, a lot of cereals don't hold up now you know i think like right. it, it depends you know but but i feel like a lot of the stuff that i go back to is is totally like still good right well yeah okay so what what is your like childhood cereal yeah uh, so my, I mean, I had a lot. I, I was a big cereal kid um, growing up, and you know, I I really jumped around a lot. But I think my consistent go-to favorite um, was Captain Crunch. Mm. Uh, Captain Crunch. I don't know what it is about it. I've just never been able to describe like what that flavor is. Like it, it's impossible to put your finger on like what Captain Crunch tastes like. It's like it's just sweet, mm. but it's like. <laughs> sweet and dangerous at the same time <laughs> that's like, the way i like it yeah it's, it's just like you're eating a sugar knife you right. know with a bowl of sugar like knives um and i i don't know what it was about it it was just like it's funny because like, i you know i like lucky charms a lot too and like that one was really obvious because it was just like oh yeah there are marshmallows and marshmallows are super you know whatever but like captain crunch was just like it, it just felt forbidden <laughs> <laughs> As a food, it was like no one should have this. Right. <laughs> like, like no, it's it's not even it's not edible. It's like it's painful. Like, why is this happening? Um, so yeah, I I mean I think it was it was really Captain Crunch for me, and that was the one that like was most consistent and was the most like anytime I would get it, it was like oh hell yeah, like <laughs> this this is a treat. This is a forbidden treat for me. Um. But you know, like I mean, Lucky Charms were not that far behind. Like that—that's a cereal that I think is just like an old staple um, because it just like mixes two things really well. Where it's like you know we're gonna give you like the healthy stuff, you know, the like wheat or whatever. But like we're gonna give you a treat in there too. And like if you're good enough and you eat all your wheat, you can just have a bowl full of marshmallows at the end. And like that's appealing as both an adult and a kid. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. I was I was gonna say like. Um, we got some Lucky Charms a little while ago for our kid yeah. as a treat. Like usually for breakfast cereal in our house, it's like we got we always keep a box of Cheerios. We always keep yeah. some mini wheats. We end up with Rice Krispies because we buy a box to make Rice Krispie squares and use like half of it, and then they're just there, you know. Yeah. But we don't. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's only two things to do with Rice Krispies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's make Rice Krispie squares or leave them in the cupboard until the next yeah, exactly. time. <laughs> but that's it. So we like you know we don't usually buy the like super sugary ones, but we yeah. did. We were like okay, you know what. 
what? Let's get a treat cereal just this once. Uh, And I had a bowl. And, like, I think that the cereals that don't hold up, because we were saying before, like, most of them do. I think the ones that don't hold up as adults are the marshmallow ones. If only because you realize as an adult what low-quality marshmallows they are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what... What dehydrated mess have you thrown into this box? That's it. But honestly... Did you carve them into small hats and then <laughs> melt them? Like, what happened? It's like, you know the shrinky dink? It, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's like they did that to a marshmallow. Yeah, exactly. Is there somebody whose job it is at... It, there's not. The answer is no. <laughs> no, but it's, a, like, it's just, a robot. Just play with me in the space. Yeah. I hope there's somebody whose job it is at, at the, the Lucky Charms factory who's just like taking a block of marshmallow and just carving hats <laughs> out of it. God, that's a good image. Horrifying. Um, yeah, I wonder, you know, I wonder how certain cereals... Um, hold up the marshmallow one i think i think you're right like i haven't had lucky charms in a while but they've definitely lost their appeal um and i think i think you put the nail on uh, hit the nail on the head there um the cereal that i'm really curious about um holding up like two two childhood cereals that i liked a lot and i guess you can maybe answer one of these for me um mini wheats was one of them sure like mini wheats i got really into at some point maybe like a little bit older but like there was something about the, the how they're frosted yeah again like th- this combination of like oh this feels healthy and filling um but like also is is sweet um mini weeds and then like frosted flakes for a little bit i had that with as well but that that like quickly kind of fell off yeah um, i think the like it's it's about the ratio of frost to cereal yeah with both of those where like the frosted flakes are more frosted than they are yeah. <laughs> flakes yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely there's no sugar there's, yeah. no, there's no wheat that's it so i think that the frosted flakes are like a little bit more exciting as a kid right but they yeah, don't for sure. i think the texture on them is a little weak and i think that mm. as an adult they they don't do much for me mini wheats texturally are really fun because they've got that kind of layering thing there is that yeah. crunch when you get them like soaked in milk like they don't dissolve as quickly because of how like thick they are and how layered they are Uh, and the amount of frosting that they have is like just enough that it's a treat in every bite as opposed to being like oh this bite is all frosting yeah the only thing i find with mini wheats is that like you have to be prepared to eat a bowl of cereal very fast right because once they become soggy it's like it's it's like eating god like gruel from a kitchen soup kitchen gruel it's uh it is i think my least favorite cereal to find lying around later in the day because one of the kids didn't finish eating it and i didn't clear the table fast enough and forgot about it (laughs) it's it's funny how much taste changes uh from from i think going from uh being a kid to to being an adult because i don't know i like i don't know what your current cereals are um but like for me like raisin bran crunch is like now the thing i swear by you know and it's like such a cereal that as a kid i'd be like i don't want to eat this old man cereal <laughs> get this out of my face but now i'm like oh it's actually like very sweet and enjoyable and like you know it's still it still tastes like i remember like the sensation of eating like a really sweet cereal as a kid but like it's it's certainly not <laughs> that same thing no yeah i get that i um so i'm actually admittedly not a huge cereal person as an adult i Interesting. Uh, yeah i mean me, me neither honestly but like yeah. i i think for me like my my go-to breakfast is like cheesy toast you know, I will Ooh. I will throw some toast in the toaster oven with cheese on it, toast yeah. it, melt it, crunch, delicious, you know. Um my my milk in the morning is always in my coffee. So mm. I've I just don't like I don't like the idea of using half a carton of milk per day on my own breakfast alone. And that's, that's what that's would happen if I added a bowl of cereal to that equation. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. I you know, I'm not like a big breakfast person in general. Um, but cereal is one of those things where like when I do 
buy cereal, it's always like, this is great because I don't have to prepare anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, put two things in bowl can do. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Hey, it's the mid-roll. If you're enjoying this reheat so far, <laughs> make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review I get during the month of October, I'll be donating $2 to The Depot, my local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six, so if that math is exciting for you go do it <laughs> it's 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 that simple you can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode now that the show has been heavily focused on food for a while so long in fact that i am re-airing episodes from over a year ago i went back and i noticed that most of our existing apple podcast reviews are super outdated and talk about the show like it's a comedy podcast and also misgender me i exclusively use they them pronouns now please and thank you so uh if you've already left a review in the past maybe take this opportunity to go update it and i'll include that as a new review even if it's technically just an update of an old one because accurate reviews that don't misgender the host say it with me now are more useful than old ones that do if you're listening in montreal and you like the idea of buying tasty food cooked for you by a podcaster look no further i sell food now you can go to my instagram page at tom's for all the details but basically you order i cook you pay me and then you get food from me it's tasty and i need money because you know even though I've got a job now, I'm still in school and have a toddler, and both of those are expensive things. Who knew? Um, I have just posted the new menu for October up there, and supplies are extremely limited because of my aforementioned sudden busy schedule, so if you want to get your hands on some food made by me, act fast, because, you know, limited time offer and whatnot. Finally, a little update about the hottest cereal mascot tournament. Given that a whole nother round of the tournament has happened since this episode was first recorded, I would highly recommend going and checking out Giovanni's Twitter feed, at Mario Prime, to go find the highlights from the 2021 tournament, where my favorite competitor ever, Flex, another off-limits cereal, took home this year's trophy, securing a second win in a row for the off-limits cereal company, um, who obviously were the creators of last year's winner, Zombie. <laughs> um, I love this brand, and I'm a little annoyed I, my groceries store doesn't stock it. I uh, have been keeping an eye out for it. Maybe I'll just order some online. I don't know. But um, Flex is a cinnamon cereal, uh, which if you know me, you know I love cinnamon, especially first thing in the morning. I don't eat a lot of breakfast cereal because I don't really like adding extra milk into my life because I have uh, a little extremely common thing known as lactose intolerance. Um, but I would, I would fuck up my bowels for Flex is all I'm saying. I would let Flex ruin my colon. Who? Anyway, um, go check out Giovanni's Twitter feed is what I'm saying. Uh, I'll include a link to this year's tournament tweets in the description of this episode for ease of access. Um, crazy stuff, but, uh, you know, why wouldn't it be crazy? It is, it is a tournament about which serial mascots we want to have sex with. Of course it is crazy. Go check it out. Anyway, uh, that's enough from me. I am very tired. Let's get back to past me's conversation with past Giovanni. Here's a question. Is cereal soup? Ooh, okay. So I have, I've got a buddy who, like, for years has has tried to convince me that there are three main types of foods. Okay. Uh, this is my buddy Matthew Perizzo, who uh, longtime listeners of the show will remember we tried to stop back in 2016. Don't ask me what we tried to stop him from doing. I don't remember. He's still at large, though. Um, he has this theory called the soup salad sandwich theory, uh, mm -hmm. that essentially any food can be categorized into one of these three 
you know, categories. Um, So in that sense, I think cereal is a soup. Um, I think that I would say cereal is a soup in as much as I guess Bacho is a soup. Uh, Oh, interesting. But I also think that these conversations of like, is this or this? Like eventually just come down to semantics right and yeah like, <laughs> the, the worst yeah. one that i have with people is um uh is soup a meal um which is like a total logistics Whoa. question because some people are like obviously any food that you eat is a meal huh. but for me i'm like i don't know when i think of a meal i think of like multiple parts you know i think of like right. oh here's soup and bread and like you know something on the side like i when i'm putting together a meal it's very like like that the difference between eating food and eating a meal is like a thing for me so i'm always like soup on its own is not a meal soup no. is just soup that's um, it soup on its own is a dish exactly exactly yeah. that's how that's how i consider it like yeah you can eat a bowl of cereal for breakfast like that's not that's not a meal that's that's a bowl of cereal <laughs> you right. know, that's, that's a dish um that's that's the one that always gets people very mad very very mad you know i get that i i think that it's a distinction that like you know is not necessarily important to make but it's one that i would stand behind too yeah it's i've spent like years arguing that with the same people and it's it's always like what are we doing why it's it's a petty argument but but an important one i think one i need to win yeah exactly exactly no i get that i uh think about it everyone 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 at home let us know if soup is a meal I think that if you sat down and had soup yeah. as your meal, you would need to have a lot of it. You would need to have a lot of it. And yeah. I mean, people have made the argument that, like, what about a soup that's, like, you know, very loaded, you know, like, closer to a stew? Sure. And it's, like, it, you know, that has, like, all of those things in it. That's, like, well, it has vegetables and meat and, like, blah, blah, blah in it. And it's, like, that's fine. Put a piece of bread on the damn dish, That's it. Though. That's all it takes. That's all it takes is a slice of bread. Honestly, yeah. when you go to a diner and get the soup and they send you, like, a little pack of saltine crackers... It's a meal. That's there a meal. You, you just need it's one done. other element. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my that's my viewpoint. <laughs> Fair well, enough. That's a dish. It's fine. That's it. Well, thanks yeah. for helping me settle that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, thank you for helping me settle the, the soup thing. I mean, that's that's something that I have wanted to bring to the masses for so long. Well, I hope that people listening at home understand and and you know <laughs> feel motivated to go out and spread the gospel of soup meal. Just get some bread. <laughs> that's all it takes. One piece of bread. That's piece all of, it piece takes. of white bread. Take it out of the slice bag. <laughs> Roll it up like a straw. Drink your soup out of it. That's ooh, fine. Ooh, what do you want to do? I don't. I don't like. That. I'm endorsing it. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody! Giovanni Colantonio from Left Trigger, Right Trigger here. I'm on behalf of all of my co-hosts endorsing making a straw out of bread and putting it in your soup and drinking it right up. Oh man, uh, I just noticed we got to wrap up. <laughs> Good timing. And call the police. <laughs> don't call the police they're fascists no, 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 bad. don't do it uh, uh g do you want to plug anything before i let you go uh yeah uh, left trigger right trigger is uh new episodes of it come out uh every other tuesday um we just got out of our uh our well i don't know when this is airing so uh, we just got out of some episode that's weird uh, <laughs> uh you can check it out if you like video games um you know whether casually or whether you're super into them uh, we try to keep the show accessible to everybody yeah other than that i think i think that's it for now i do a bunch of other stuff if you if you want to read me write write about video games i'm on a bunch of websites follow me on twitter i don't know mario prime (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that that when you've got bylines all over the place kind of twitter is just like the place yeah, it's like you can't put them in the in the profile anymore. Like bylines at these two places, it's like by, just Google my name. Yeah, just I don't know. Find me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Good night. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this reheated episode of No Bad Food. Did you enjoy it? 
Do you want to join the conversation? Do you have thoughts about cereal that you wish you had said a year ago so that I would have maybe, you know, called back to them on this episode that you didn't know was going to happen and neither did I at the time? Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at NoBadFoodPod or at TomZalatni. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to Patreon.com slash NoBadFoodPod to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Chantal, and David. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show so if that's exciting for you head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod to make it happen we also have merch and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at t public and of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend our theme music is by zach ingles and our cover art is by david flam you can find links for both of them in the description of this episode and last but certainly not least the show is produced and edited by me tom zalatni as part of the upford network you can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com See you next week. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. I'm October Jones, Hi, and this I'm is... I'm Fish with Legs. I'm a fish with legs. Fish. I'm the elemental creature of water. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs. Starring me and my best friend... <laughs> October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish with Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't be- for adults and kids. (laughs) New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it. Bye! Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else to get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love.